With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
right, welcome back to the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. It is Sunday, June 9th, 2019, and Damon Kelly from Love and Revenge is our guest tonight. We'll be talking to Damon in about a half hour or so. I do believe we're coming through live tonight. I apologize. We had a lot of problems on last week's show. Unfortunately, nothing I can do because I don't own the station or the site and don't control it or have any computer knowledge, to be honest with you. But I do appreciate that. But uh, after the show was done, we only did an hour last week because we weren't broadcasting live, but it did record and it did play right after the show was over. So anybody who listens to the live show, I apologize. The chat is still down. They're working on that one. Uh, my fault. I should have been in touch with them earlier on in the week to get that resolved because I know they don't work the weekends, but I waited too long. But we are live. And it's going to be another great show for everybody tonight. So stick around. Right there, Pretty Mage, Future World. In my opinion, the last really, really good Pretty Mage record from 1987. I did this show years ago when we were doing the Metal Matinee. It was called like the Holy Trinity. Like, like bands had like three great records. And then after that, put out nothing good. At least that was my opinion. Everybody has a different one. You know, we'll say that albums that came out later on are better than the early ones. But that's how I felt about a lot of those records. It was the same with Pretty Mage. I mean, I'll go with the EP. From 1983, Red Hot and Heavy and Future World. After that, when it came out with Jump the Gun and Lethal Heroes, the band started to change a little bit in the 90s. Uh, they tried to do a little bit more like uh, the Def Leppard commercial sound and stuff, and I just really wasn't into it. But they're still out, still putting out music and albums and having a good time doing it. All right, let's keep the music flowing here. How about a little Broom Helder? We're going to take this off their demo. This is called Out for the Kill. <laughs> I'm for the 
Uh, but the new stuff isn't bad. It just needs to be worked on a little bit more, in my opinion. We'll see where Omen goes with the next record and if the singer will still be with them. <laughs> All right. We got brand new music to get to tonight. I wanted to play it last week because we had a lot of trouble. I figured I'd hold off on that. We got new Diamond Head, new Death Angel. We'll get to both of them in about a second. I went through like two songs on the new Diamond Head record, and I don't know. I mean, I'm having a hard time getting into them. Uh, they just sound like, like a modern rock uh, band and nothing like Diamond Head, in my opinion, at all. I mean, I know they're not the same over the last few records, but musically it wasn't bad. But this sound just sounds like bad AOR rock radio, like, you know, like very modern rock sound radio. So I'm going to kind of spin the dice here and uh, play a song that I haven't checked out yet. We'll see how it sounds from start to finish. And if it's like the other two that I played, I'm not really going to be a big fan of this new Diamond Head. So let me see what we can do right here. Let's see what we can dig up here. Try to find something with a decent title. Here's Shades of Black. We'll try this one, okay? Plus, if it isn't that good, it's only about four minutes long. Let me know what you think of the new Diamond Head.
All right, brand new Death Angel. I came for blood. At least somebody still knows how to do it. Did not care for the new Diamond Head at all. We'll talk about that a little later on. But right now, I believe we have Damon Kelly on the line from Love and Revenge. Let's connect them and get this interview going. Damon, how are you? Mike the Big Cheese, how are you, my friend? I'm talking to you today. How bad can I be? It's a good day already. You know what? Everything is a good day. Absolutely it is. And you know what? Thanks for having me and uh, love your show, man. It's great. Thanks for uh, keeping my, uh, rock and pleasure. roll alive. Hey, that's what we're all about here, right? Without this, what would we do with ourselves? Yeah, absolutely. What would we do with rock and roll? Nothing. That's right. But I, yeah. I love the fact that you guys are bringing it back in a big way. Not that it ever really went anywhere, but, you know, you guys don't take the small way out or go the easy way. You just go big. You know, thank you for recognizing that. And absolutely. I mean, there's there's nothing like the, the true vibe and making 80s rock and roll come back. It's always been there. It's never gone anywhere. But there are people that need to keep it going alive. I mean, there's the Motley Crue's, the Duck, and the Firehouse. There's, there's all the great bands that we've all been inspired by but we are going to keep it going for another 65 years and we are not going to stop we're going to bring it bigger harder stronger and faster every day every week and it's just not going to stop we got to keep rock and roll alive and that's the beautiful thing i mean you're, you're out on the west coast you're out there in la i mean how's the scene today i mean i know the 80s or the 80s and nothing will ever be like that again but is it vibrant is it happening is there enough going on out there where you know, bands can start out, develop, and build up an audience, you know, where, you know, this music really started from? You know, there's, Mike, there's no doubt in everybody's minds. I mean, the 90s brought something else, the 2000s, the 2010s. You know, it's been a tough time for a lot of bands, for, for everybody. But there is an actual revolution happening this year. There's no doubt about it. I was talking to Nikki Six a couple of weeks ago about it. There's a, a rock and roll revolution happening where there's a major need for the 80s scene to come back and to keep alive. And it's not just about 80s and hair glam. It's about that true, good, positive message, feel good, rock and roll. It's, it's melodic arena rock. That's exactly what it is. So there really is um, a, a need for it. And it really is coming back full circle. There's no doubt about it. And I, I couldn't agree with you anymore. I mean, I think it's one, I mean, you know, rock to me is probably the widest genre of music there is because it kind of encompasses everything, but yet it still seems to be one of the hardest to break into. There's no doubt that it's uh, it's difficult to keep things going. I mean, there's there's tribute bands in the world. There's There's cover bands. I mean, there's so many amazing artists around the world, but I still believe, and I've always thought this since I was probably three years old, um, you got to stay true to yourself, true to your roots, true to rock and roll. You know, you got to believe, be a believer in yourself, but you have to believe in rock and roll and take all your inspirations and your aspirations and your dreams. And you have to channel all that into your songs and an album. We're putting out a new record this fall um, on RFL records. And we truly believe we take all our influences, the Motley Crue's, the, the, the white snakes the you know, I mean, there, there's so many influences. I'm influenced by Waylon Jennings for Christ's sake, you know, the it, inspirations are all over the place, but you take that, you channel that into who you are, what you believe in, and you come out with a record that will be absolutely timeless. And it's, it's a record is a story. It's, it's got to have a theme, it's got a story, and it's got to touch every person around the world. It's, I mean, music is a healing power. This is not, hey, let's put out a record and go out on the road and have a good time. No, this is a message. This is a musical message, 
to help people in the world. I mean, there's enough crap that happens around the world. Music can help things, you know, and that's that's what we do as songwriters and artists, and that's what we need to do as musicians when we put out full albums. It's true, and and to me, like you know, somebody who grew up through the '70s and '80s in the scene, that's what I always loved about. It. I felt like I could put on the music and just escape into another world, live that fantasy of like what those guys were doing or dreaming about or trying to convey. And then years later, it just changed. It got depressing, and it got you know, with people trying to get too real about things. I was like, okay, well, I live this every day. I don't want to hear a song about it. I want to hear a song that's going to take me away, you know, and bring me to another place. And I'm glad that you guys, you know, have brought that back and. What I love about Love and Revenge is that when you listen to the music, it, it sounds familiar, but yet it sounds completely different. You guys just didn't copy what was going on. You took what was going on and brought it to the next level. Thank you so much for saying that. I appreciate that. I mean, that's what we're trying to do. Like, we, we are not going to go away. We're, we're, we're going to keep bringing it bigger, harder, and faster, and stronger, and just trying to do a good job in bringing a positive message to the world. I like what you said, Mike, you know. There's, there's just been such a it's a depressing time in the world with there's so many things happening in the in the media and around the world and we have to bring positive things to this world and especially for the new generation we got to let the new generation know you know what this is what rock and roll used to be this is when we you know you you put up your the horns you put up the fist pounding this was not an angry sign this was happy it's like oh my god you know. I work nine to five all week or whatever everybody does in their world. And when they go out to a concert, you know what? They can go to their next week and go to the next day and go, oh, my God, I'm inspired because I got to see a great yeah. show. I think a lot of people forget about that. Not even just the records and putting real thought into songwriting and song choice. Me and my guitar player, John Lisi, talk about this all the time. Song, note, choice. That solo has got to be a composition in the composition. Like there's so many elements in a song and on a record that I think a lot of people forgot about. And that's that's very important in this industry. And it really translates when you put out a full record and it can inspire people around the world and help. True. You know, you were just talking about like, you know, the next generation. Do you find that like the younger kids are getting more and more to like the music like this than like, you know, what's happening for them right now? When I was a kid, I don't think I would have found myself listening to my parents' music from the 50s. But today's generation, they seem to realize how good things were back then, how good the music is today. Do you feel like a, a bunch of younger kids, like the next, like the 20-year-olds coming to the shows or listening to the music or talking to you guys about it? You know, I think things are changing that way, Mike. Um, it's been a hard battle. I can honestly say being on the road for the last 10, 12 years, there hasn't been a lot of that. It's been, you know, 30 to 60 kind of generation. But I'm really finding when I talk about a rock and roll revolution happening right now, I really mean that with all my heart. Um, Motley Crue coming up with the dirt. They're they're very good. They've been a huge inspiration for me. I mean, once again, me and Nikki talked about this. You know, them coming out with the dirt, that was that that movie did a lot. And I'm seeing in the last three months people that didn't even know Motley Crue and they say, Oh my God, this is awesome. And then they know Machine Gun Kelly or they know some of the actors and then, Oh my God, my mom and dad used to live, you know, so it's, it's coming full circle and it really is a, a revolution this year. You know, Skid Row is coming out with a new record next year and 2020 is going to be the absolute decade for, or the year I should say, not decade of rock and roll. I mean, it's already happening now. I, I can see What's happening? 2020 is going to be absolutely huge. 
So it's nice to see that everybody's really, really coming back to. Yeah, that'll be a beautiful thing. Well, you know, again, talking about, you know, love and revenge, how did it all come about? It was about four or five years ago when you decided to put this together? I put, uh, I started this about, uh, I don't know, probably about 15 years ago. Um, it started over as Rock Karma. And then just, it, it came as love and revenge, actually. Yeah, probably about seven years ago kind of thing. Um, I'm obviously uh, the primary songwriter and guitarist. John Lisi, one of the greatest guitar players on the planet. Um, we do, Me and him write all the stuff, so we're doing our fourth record now. Um, Casey Chain is lead vocals, Raven Blackwell on bass, uh, Tommy John on drums, and Johnny Shandrick as the FOH, the, the sound guy. We hooked up with RFL Records here a couple months ago. Things are really starting to take off now. And uh, we're working with Harry Hess of Harem Scarum, which is timeless. Um, so, we're, yeah, we're going to have a new record out by kind of August kind of thing. And we really want to let the, know, let the world know, uh, really shake things up, you know, say, hey, we're here to stay and listen to this stuff. You know, it's like I said, it's it's positive message. It's like we address issues in our songwriting about the world and what, what things can bring. We're not saying it's sugarcoating it and saying it's a party. No, this is real life issues, but hey, it's a positive message. Don't nobody get down on themselves. It's it's feel good arena rock and roll. Simple as that. Yeah. What what brought yeah. on the name change from Rock Karma? I mean, was there a reason to change the name? Do you feel like it was maybe the band was going in a little different direction or it just was that time? I mean, I definitely knew the direction that I was gonna go with the band. Um but Love and Revenge, it really kind of identifies. It's the same thing, Mike, with putting out a record. You know, you really have to identify yourself and what you're going to bring out to the world. And Love and Revenge, that's, we live that every day. There's lots of love. There's lots of revenge. But at the end of the day, let's channel all that into a positive musical message. And I just, I really believe in the name. And I just decided to go with that. And that's, it's going to be there till, well, for the next 185 years, I hope. <laughs> yeah, that's a great I'm thing. Not changing it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like you're saying, being the primary songwriter and the main guy behind, you know, making and creating the music, does that get challenging sometimes? I mean, you know, because everything kind of lives, breathes, and dies by you. I mean, is it nice to have other band members where they can contribute, or you feel that, you know, being the main songwriter it keeps the kind of you know the ship going in the same direction all the time, where you're guarding, guarding everything? No, absolutely not, and that's that's a great question. Me and John Lacey, um we we just were almost connected at the hip kind of thing. We wrote the last record together, and it's just it's a magical experience when we're writing. We're also bringing in the rest of the guys, Raven and Tommy and Casey, uh, Johnny. Everybody's a singer. Everybody's got you know everybody's got their input in the band. This is a brotherhood. It's like Motley Crue. You know, it's it's not just like a, a band. It's we're all brothers. We're best friends. We look after each other. We we go have breakfast together. We have lunch together. It's. It's it's a very close thing that way. So everybody's kind of getting into the writing stage. The primary songwriters are me and John Lacey. But uh, we're starting to bring everybody else in. And, you know, what do you think? What do you think here? Because uh, really proud of the band, guys. I mean, it's it's not just about me. It's about having everybody. And it's it's just a really great working team. And that's, you know, bringing on RFL. It's just It's just a beautiful thing when you have this, you know. 
What are the biggest challenges you find today about just being in a band and putting a band together? Is it difficult to find four or five guys that have the same vision or the same direction or willing to like do whatever it takes to make things happen? Because so many people get involved in bands. It looks great in the beginning. And then they're like, wait, you mean I got to be away from home for a couple of weeks, so I have to do this? I have... And then it starts to change. Is it difficult to find people that you know know what it takes to be in a band? Absolutely, yeah. Some Somebody's got a soccer game. Somebody's got a their left foot hurts. Somebody's got a, a, just, yeah, it's, it's always challenging, but it's not challenging anymore for this band because it took a lot of years to put together this project. With, I mean, with the guys, there's some of the guys that have been here for a number of years. The last couple of years has been absolutely rock solid. There's, there's no more changes. I mean, this is the lineup. So been lucky that way, but yes, it did take from the phase. I guess I can reference it to this, Mike, um, from going from rock Arma to love and revenge, putting out the last record, and then coming to this one, we can actually do this record in so much confidence because of everybody being so solid. And like I said, this is a brotherhood and um, everybody is, it's that guy, it's the right guy. And there's such a turnover when you can't have that. But when you can find that, it's just plug and play. It's very magical when you've got the right guys to work with. So very fortunate that way. And that's why Love and Revenge will be here to stay for sure. That's a great thing. And I know, I, I believe, I want to say this week that you guys actually got a bunch of shows coming up, I think, with L.A. Guns. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, not to sound like it's not rock and roll, but I'm doing laundry right now, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, because i got to get ready to fly out to L.A. tomorrow. And, yeah, we'll do some rehearsals. We've got some shows with L.A. Guns, and uh, we're headlining Crew Fest in uh, mid-July with Lude and Crude, my buddy Zahn, and uh, Nasty Habits Girls. And, I mean, it, it'll be great. Stone breeds there, and just you know, I mean, it's like a family too. It's really nice to be able to play with all these guys and hook up with all our buddies, and you know, we get to go play these shows. And so this week, yeah, uh, some shows with LA Guns, and that'll be good. And then we'll keep nailing down the record and um, just carry on. Go, 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 go. Yeah, is the record pretty much you know said and done or recorded? Or, I mean, or the songs all formulated, just waiting to be released? Are you still putting it all together? No, no, everything's been done for a long time. Like I said, me and John Lisi, we uh we work so well together. It's it's just it's almost it's it's very simple. It's not simple, I shouldn't say that, but it's it's very nice working with a guy like that and we just we had so many songs to pick. It was hard to pick ten songs for a new record, if that uh kind of deliberates what I'm trying to say. But what's going to come out is it's going to be killer, no filler. Just bang, 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 bang. And certain elements, you got the ballad, you got the this element and this element and this element to cover all the bases. And we're very excited about the new record. It's going to be a defining moment in Love and Revenge. There's no doubt about it. We've had it together for quite a while, but I mean, it's it's been a two-year process to try and get this kind of thing ready. You know, it's not like, hey, let's sit down for an afternoon and have a 16 beer and write a record. It doesn't happen that way. You know, we've been working on this for a couple of years and it's like, okay, now we're going to do it. We plug and play. We pick the songs, rearrange, dissect it, work it out, dissect it again, dissect it again. When we think it's done six more times, we'll dissect it. You know, it, it, it's <laughs> quite a process to do a record, but the most important thing, Mike, is we're ready and we are going to bring, it's, it's, it's going to uh, drop, a lot of mouths around the world. I guarantee that. Uh, I'm sure of that. And, you know, like when, when a fan buys the record for the first time and they hear it and they're blown away by the songs, 
Do you still feel that way when you hear the final product after being, you know, when you, like I said, when you're working on it for two years and you're taking songs apart day in and day out? I mean, do you listen to the final product and say, wow, it was worth everything we did to this song? Or are you just so burnt out on playing those songs over and over again that you're like, okay, <laughs> you know, that, that's what it is? No, actually never burnt out about that. We, uh, I mean, we're professionals uh, at this. Um, we've put out so many songs, so many records. When we go into the studio, we are post-production or pre-production, I should say, not post. Pre-production is so important. We, we put in the time. We're not going to go into the studio if we're not convinced and exactly know exactly where the song is going to go, the message we want, every lyric, every note, every this and this and this. If there's any doubt, there's another 50 songs behind it that we can throw in. So, I mean, we're very well prepared for when we do go into the studio and when we go and do it, it's like, it's, it's game on. Bang. Here we go. Let's, let's rip it up. Let's do it. And then uh, of course, when you get into the studio, that that's where the magic happens because you can prepare so much, but when you get in the studio, well then it's like, Oh my gosh, I hear this. Oh, this would be cool. Or this would be cool. And that's where I got, to, I mean, the whole team with John and, and Raven and Casey and Tommy and Johnny, like the, the whole team is so good. And Harry's the producer is amazing. Um, you can you can hear these things. It's like honestly, Mike, it's like the song kind of kind of speaks to you. It really does. It speaks to us. So it, we we know where it's going to go. It's never like oh my god, we're frustrated with this. No, no. It's it's like this is we're going to come out of the studio and we're not going to say oh I wish we'd have done this. Nope. That's that's never a factor anymore. It's, yeah. You get it well, done. You do what you need. Yeah. How'd you hook up with Harry Hess? Were you guys friends uh, before this, or did you come into him being with the band? Because I remember Harry from uh, Ham Scarum and Supernaut and so many other bands. He was a part of Blind Vengeance. Yeah, he's he's an amazing guy. He's been a friend of mine for at least ten years, um, just through Ham Scarum, and we've worked together kind of here and there and. He's worked on some of the stuff, a single, this last single that we just put out, the new single, All For You, um, he mixed and mastered. And there was no problem in deciding, Harry, you know what, we really want to bring this album to you. And he says, yes, please. <laughs> he was excited too. So that's really good. So no, he's he's been a close friend for years and we've, we've played with him. It just We've had this musical connection too. And we can kind of, he knows what I want, I know what he wants, and it just it just all works. So there was just no no problems in saying, yes, let's do a record together, and it's going to uh, it's going to be huge. I really look forward to doing a whole album with him, not just a song here and there. Yeah, you know, you've mentioned that a few times during the interview about about the full record, a whole a whole album. You know, like I guess a lot of bands today, you know, they put out two or three, you know, EPs over the course of a couple of years, four songs, a lot of digital releases. Not a lot of bands seem to want to go with the full-length record anymore. I don't know if it's because they feel people have short attention spans and can't sit through, you know, eight or nine or ten songs. Skid Row has been doing that for years now, where they put out a small EP every couple of years. Do you feel that it's still really important for a band to show who they are by putting out that full-length record? Absolutely, I do. I, th- I think if you're in it to win it, if you're in here for the long run and if you want people to know you know what we're not messing around here we're here for we're, we're here forever you know um eps are good there is a lot of artists uh like you said that do that with somebody as big as skid row it comes down to maybe their contractual obligations in the past or whatever like that skid row is doing a new record right now with zp um singing sebastian's still trying to 
do a reunion tour, and I mean that's that's all their business. That's that's fine. Trying, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they're trying. There's there's a little bit of a battle there, but um, it's fine to do that. I think honestly, and no disrespect to any artists around the world, but I think it's um, them being unaware of their destiny or their their situation as a band or anything like that. I think they're unaware of where they're going to go to it, and they just kind of want to put out a feeler to see if it's going to work. Right now, with Love and Revenge, with the team that we have, no, we're here. We are going to stuff it down your throat with all due respect. That's not a rude comment, but here it is. You're going to listen to it, and we are not going away. That That's it. That's all. So is it a bad thing to just do EPs? No, but I just don't agree with putting out feelers. Um, I want I want it all, and we are going to do it now, not just me. We are, like I said, we're here to stay. We're going to put out a new record, and this will be a defining moment in Love and Revenge and around the world where it can be a, a timeless record, you know. That's that's important, I think. I couldn't agree with you anymore. Hey, Damon, I'm going to cut you loose in a few minutes because I want to play some music by you guys and uh, get to the next okay. guest down the road. But I had a great time talking with you today. Uh, where's the best place for people to keep up with you and what's going on with the band? And we're going to do this again when the record comes out. I, I appreciate it very much, Mike. Um, Loveandrevenge.com, Facebook Love and Revenge. Uh, we all got our own Facebook pages. But yeah, Loveandrevenge.com, everything's there. You can buy the new single. We've got an online store coming up with new merch and stuff like that. And there's going to be a lot more exciting, more stuff happening, lots of bigger stuff happening. This this year is going to be um, a millennial year for Love and Revenge. And look out. We're, we're, we're coming for you, <laughs> everybody. Uh, th- that's a great thing. Damon, it was a pleasure to talk with you. The best of luck with the band. I'm going to play the single all for you. I'm looking forward to that new record when it comes out. Thank you so much, my friend. You take care. You too. Have a great night. Enjoy. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, let's jump into some love and revenge all for you.
Night Ranger, Touch of Madness. Anytime I get to play Night Ranger, I'm a happy guy. All right. I want to thank Damon Kelly from Love and Revenge for being on tonight's show. We were supposed to have a DAD on tonight's show, but I couldn't do the interview of the day, mostly because I think it was with the drummer who hasn't been in the band for very long. Uh, I guess the single wasn't available, so uh, I didn't get a chance to do that. Uh, but maybe we'll work on that again. But there's no show next week because it's Father's Day and we're taking the week off. I've been trying to take at least one week off throughout the summer. That way I don't get burnt out like I did last year and want to quit doing the show. So next week we will be off. Then we're back through most of July before I go on vacation. Who do we have on the show next week? Ah, we got Angelo Jensen from Aaron's Rod. The band is re- is recording new music right now. They're going to put out another new record. So there's going to be a little uh, reunion over there. He's also in another band. We'll talk to him all about that. He goes by Angelo Bria these days. But it's Angelo Jensen from Adams Rod and Mark Nessa from Wisdom. we got a great show coming up for everybody on the 23rd, so join us back then. We'll just keep playing music for a little while until we run out of stuff, and then that'll be that. Uh, I was reading on Black Map before that uh, Lips from Anvil was saying that he felt like old Metallica did was whine and cry during the movie that they made uh, a couple of years ago. I couldn't help but think, didn't, isn't that what he did in the Anvil movie? Him and Rob Reiner did nothing but whine and cry throughout the whole movie about their lot in life and where they are. So, I mean, it's kind of the pot calling the kettle black over there, huh? All right, how about we do some, uh, let's see, let's head to New Jersey. Let's do some Explorer. I mean, these guys just kind of disappeared after getting back together again. In 2011, we had them on the show. Uh, they had Vengeance Rides and Angry Horse come out. Their first record, I think the last one was in 96, uh, was Cold Black Ugly. And it was a different sound than record for the band, but Vengeance Rides and Angry Horse came out, and it was a really solid album. And I was so excited. I thought we were going to get more from the guys. I think they played in a festival and did a couple of local shows, and then that was it. It all kind of ended after that. Fred Goro is in this uh, Christmas uh, thing called the Wizards of Winter. It's like uh, the B company for <laughs> here. So uh, he's got that thing going on. But everything just kind of ended. And I was really shocked because, you know, they came back with a great record. I was hoping for a lot more. But let's go back to the early days of the band. How about City Streets off the first record?
Metal Melts the Ice off that great EP from back in the day, their first release. The band is on tour in Europe right now, and they're absolutely killing it. I've been following Mark Briotti's post. Sold out shows every night, it looks like. Great crowds, a couple of festivals they did. I'm happy for those guys. They deserve it. 
They were in Brooklyn a couple of years ago. I have to. I missed. I don't know if I missed it the last time they played it the time before that. But uh, I'm hoping they come back again. I would love to see them live this Saturday. Ruthless. My good friends will be here in Brooklyn. Well, I'm in Staten Island these days, but they'll be in Brooklyn playing this weekend. I'm hoping I can make it, but we're having our Father's Day uh, barbecue on Saturday this year. So if we wrap up early enough, I will head to Brooklyn to see the guys. It's going to be a great show to play with my boys in Attacker, Eat Lead, and I believe one other band is on the bill. I'm just not sure who it is right now. So if you're in the area, come and support. Come see the bands. Right before that, we play Savage. Let It Loose. What a great album that was, Loose and Lethal. Came out in 83. It was the tail end, if not the end, of the new wave of British heavy metal era. Uh, but you got to remember, Savage were out, I want to say, around 77, maybe 78. Uh, so they were around, you know, from the very beginning of that. And that was a killer record. I came into the band, I think, in 81 when I bought the Scene of the Crime album. It was a compilation record. Uh, I think it was on Suspect Records back then. Uh, great name for the album, right? And, and the record company. But it had Panzer Division. I believe Manitou was on there. Sparta was still around doing it today. Tyrant was on there. And I think one other band. I'm not too sure. I know I have that record in my collection, but the last time when we moved to the new house, I could not find it. There were certain records I always make sure I have. I know I didn't leave it behind. It's just something happened to that record because I can't seem to find it. And it's sending me nuts. So I think tomorrow I'm going to go through the collection one more time. And if I can't find it, I'll be bouncing around on eBay looking for a copy of it. If you can even find one today. But it was a pretty solid album. Great way to be introduced to a couple of bands from the era. I absolutely dug it. All right. Let's see what we can do right now. We've played a couple of demos tonight. So maybe we'll play one or two more. We used to play a lot of demos back in the day. Especially on Sunday night, it was our demolition segment. We play a demo, then give the download to everybody so they can download a copy of that tape. Let's see, I had a few lined up here. Uh, you know what? We're going to go with Jackhammer, Live by the Sword. Great band out of New Jersey. Jackhammer turned into Whiplash. Uh, Tony, joined, Tony Pataro joined the band during the, the second demo. Chris Ott did the vocals on the first one. Here's Live by the Sword. <laughs>
Taste of Iron with Evil. Mark and Lorraine have been on the show many times over the years, and it's always a pleasure to talk with them. Hopefully, we'll get new Taste of Iron music real soon. Before that, Benaya Blade with Attila the Hun, and right before that, Jackhammer off their first demo, Live by the Sword. We're going to play this song off of another demo tape, and then we're going to wrap up the demos for tonight. Andre Matos passed away from Viper. Let's go back to that second demo tape, The Calera Sword. We'll play a tune from that, and we'll keep the music flowing after it.
Guys, Snow White. We're going to wrap things up here tonight. One more tune to go. Right before Snow White, we had Rock Goddess with Make My Night. I heard they've been working on a new record for quite some time now, uh, but nothing's come out of it since then. We'll see what happens. And uh, that was Snow White with Rock City Destination. We're going to wrap it up here with a little bit of obsession. I want to thank Damon Kelly from Love and Revenge for being on our show tonight. We're off next week for Father's Day, so happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there and to all the fathers that don't know the fathers yet. Happy Father's Day. We'll see you guys on the 23rd with Aaron's Rod and Wisdom as our guest. Have a great week, everybody. Hopefully the weather will pick up. I'm waiting for the summer to come. I'm waiting for those 80 and 90 degree days. We're still a little bit on the chilly side here and there, so hopefully New York will see the summer real soon. Good night, everybody. Here's Obsession when the smoke clears.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.